How's it feel to be <laughs> married to the hottest person in California, apparently? How's it feel to almost have your spouse <laughs> taken away from you a month uh, after your wedding? Okay, story time for the listeners. Um, I came back from my best friend's wedding yesterday, which hey. was beautiful and gorgeous and really cool to like plan our weddings together. To like bounce off ideas and be stressed and excited together. Um, and apparently there was a point where I left to go do some maid of honor duties. And uh, another gay at the I wedding see. went to go hit on Steph. But then in the middle of that, uh, one of the bridesmaids and a MILF came to fight over stuff and then the MILF won much to Steph's appreciation um, and I just giggled wow. because I'm like that's my wife and I just, gosh, <laughs> the dream. Steph's powerful. too powerful I'm just like gosh I wish I was as hot as Steph maybe Good one day Lord. Paul you too can be as hot as well, Steph <laughs> maybe one day I can be hot as a lesbian <laughs> how are you How's your weekend been? Uh, I'm doing... Uh, it's been all right. I had to work last night, and so... Ah. I feel like I barely had a weekend at all, because yeah. now I go back to work tomorrow night. Yeah, six-day um, work week. It's hard to, like, really rest after that. You get, like, kind of one yeah, day. Yeah, I can't... And especially because I'm like, okay, I had stuff planned today as well, so mm. I couldn't just, like, do nothing. So there's really no rest. I'm like, oh, I had I had D&D, and then yeah. I had to record with you. Yeah. I don't think I have anything planned after I have dinner with my parents. Dinner with but... your parents? Do you know what's on the menu for dinner? I don't. Actually, I've enjoyed... I think my mom has enjoyed this fact, though, more than I. Uh, the fact that whenever... When I was still living with them, every afternoon around, like, say, 4 or 4.30, I'd ask my mom... So what's for dinner? Classic. And without move. fail. And she was like, is that all I am to you? No. Like she would, she'd make a big deal about it when yeah. I was like legitimately like interested in what we were having for dinner. <laughs> in my defense, I was hungry. Did she um, always cook dinner? Was she like regularly cooked dinner for the family? She regularly cooked dinner. Uh, if she was too tired, we'd just like order something. Yeah. Or my dad would cook. Uh, but whenever my dad cooked... Uh, my sister and I would just rag on the meal. <laughs> like he'd always overspice something, mm. or he'd use too Better much pepper or something. Yeah, I, I guess. But like we'd always be like, it's not as good as when mom cooks. And Wish he was could. always like, oh my god. He's like, shut up. Like so, usually when he would cook dinner. Uh, it would usually be like a breakfast thing. Like he'd make breakfast for dinner, so it'd mm. be like pancakes yeah. or a uh, a skillet or some waffles, something like egg. Not waffles. We didn't have waffle maker. Mm. We, we we were a pancake family. Okay. You got waffles when you stayed at a hotel and went down for the complimentary breakfast. <laughs> That's when you got waffles. I love waffles. Waffles are good though. Especially when you got like the right, like the very sweet mix, and it's like Mm -hmm. light and fluff. Now I kind of want waffles for dinner. I might have to get a waffle maker. Yeah, you should get one of those cool, like Star Wars one, where it could be like the Death Star. Oh, it's like Darth Vader. Yeah, Yeah. themed waffle maker. (laughs) Ooh, one sec. I'm googling. Is that Lord of the Rings waffle? Lord of the Rings waffle maker. (laughs) It's just Gollum's face. Waffle in a waffle maker. Uh, no, it's only Star Wars waffle makers. This so, if you were to create a waffle maker themed after Lord of the Rings, what would it be? I'd do it. I'd make it the Ring of Power. I'd make, 
I'd make it the ring. So then it's just a circle. Well, with a little, I guess it can have some engraving. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, like the, uh, like the inside of it has like the one ring to rule them all in Elvish quote going around Mm. it. I think that'd Are be all the cool. other rings like different? Do they look different? Different styles? Yes, the ring of power is the only one that's like a simple band of gold because Sauron mm. was like, I don't want anyone to know this is the ring of power. So it's just a regular old ring. And oh. you can only see the lettering when you throw it into a fire and it gets really hot. Otherwise, really? it's just a ring. Yeah, otherwise, it's just a regular old oh. smooth ring that no one would bat an eye at. Uh, oh, the other ones were like. That quite obviously like fancy rings like galadriel's mm-hmm. ring like was a ring of adamant or diamond it was all fucking... galadriel had the bling let me tell yeah, you yeah as she deserves <laughs> as she deserves queen <laughs> that she is we can only stand in your opinion which one is the prettiest or the one the that, prettiest like, ring of power the like. only rings of power we see are the three elf rings of power hmm. so there's vilia naria and vilia naria vilia is uh is... Oh, quiz it's okay you can cut this out so you still seem really smart yeah so vilia is the ring of air or the ring of sapphire and it belonged Ooh. to uh elrond Okay. And the and then Naria was uh yes, Naria was the ring of fire or ring of em, uh ring of uh uh it's like a ruby ring essentially. Mm. Who had that one? The red ring, the ring of fire. Uh that was Gandalf. Gandalf had that one. Oh. And then uh Gladril had Nenya. Nenya business. Uh yeah. Which was the Ring of Adamant, the Ring of Water. Mm. Uh, it was made of mithril, actually. So it was like the finest. Ooh. Okay. It Steph was the chief of a... the three as well. The chief? Yeah, so it was oh. kind of... In... Fancy. It was like the manager of the other two. <laughs> it was HR. <laughs> it was... It was... <laughs> no, it was like straight up like their manager. Like, hey guys, okay, we need to get this covered. <laughs> What Time did uh, Steph duty. find? Uh, Steph picked up a... We went to the bookstore and picked up a like Tolkien trivia book and just opened it to a random page and read me the question. And it was, what is Mithril? And I was like, I know this. And I answered it. And I was it's very proud of myself. Silver. Yay. Mm-hmm. Like, look I'm at me learning things. Look at you. <laughs> Someday. I'm waiting for the day where you correct me on like a... A trivia thing, and I'll be like, the student has become the master, <laughs> and I'm just like, you don't need me anymore. And I pull out my Mary Poppins Aww. umbrella, and I just float away. Float away. <laughs> That'd be a like, sad. You don't day. need That'd me anymore, Tori. You don't day. need me anymore. <laughs> just, I'll always need you, Paul. Oh. Uh, if anything, just to babysit my wife. <laughs> again, like the fact that I literally, when I found out you were going to the wedding, I was like. Oh, I wonder if Steph's going to the wedding. So I messaged them. They told like, me, and I was like, "Hey, are you so going?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, just need, to, just wanted to know if you needed company while Tori Do was you need gone." A babysitter this weekend. <laughs> it's like when, like, you're like leaving. Like, <laughs> I don't want to equate Steph to a dog, but it's like when you leave a dog, <laughs> and you're like, "I need that friend to like check in on them every now and mm-hmm. again." It's, it's. I guess really that's more of a cat because thing. Steph does need that whenever I go to work events. They need the company. 
And I I'm, it's also selfish for me because I just like hanging out with Steph. It's a win-win for everyone. It's a win-win. <laughs> everyone benefits. Uh, but yes, it's it's been an okay weekend. I guess the good thing about this weekend is that it's the last weekend where they're like, you have to work weekends because the oh, new good. guy who's usually working weekends, he feels confident that he can solo direct and... Oh, good. Level up. I don't have to... I don't have to interrupt my weekend that's very nice i enjoy that i'm sure you got some good like they pay you overtime for that right yeah yeah that's overtime so that's time and a half i believe yeah so you're saving up that money for your trip and like i've actually made a a decent amount of money for this month and the past month by doing by going in on the weekends in total i think i got like 16 extra hours of overtime by doing all that or more, and whenever cause... it's like overtime, it's like money you're not accounting for. So I always feel like it's like spare. Yeah, it's like bonus money. Yeah. Look at me. I actually made. Rich. I'm actually making a <laughs> lot of money. This I think this month. Yeah, I had three paydays this <laughs> month. Uh, three paydays. I, yeah, I get paid every two weeks, but because uh, it's a it's a month with 31 days, I get oh. three paydays instead of just the regular two. Hell yeah. So. I'm able to easily, like, just throw my rent money at this coming month and be like, fuck yeah, on it. This will hurt a oh. little less. <laughs> and I got holiday pay for working uh, oh, uh, holiday on the 4th of, 4th of July. So yeah, what holiday was, pay. was that double pay? That's double and a half pay. Because it was double and a half? Yeah, and it counted for both the 4th of July on that Monday and the Friday before that because they counted that Damn. as they counted that as a 4-day weekend and since Hell I worked yeah. both those days, I'm like making it yes. rain. We don't Make care about 4th of July anyway. <laughs> and it was around after I'd made that money that I got the message from B that was like, "Hey, do you want to go with Steph, Tori and I to to visit Scotland and Ireland?" Yeah. And I was like, Fuck yes, I really do. I would fucking love that, but I don't have the vacation days. Yeah. It's if I went with you guys, I'd have to tell my parents, yeah, I'm not coming. I'm not coming to Christmas or Thanksgiving with you guys because I want to hang yeah. out with my friends. You know how that would go over. And that's a little uh, tough. That's a little tough. That is that is a little. I don't. My mom just being like, you don't love us anymore. You, <laughs> you love your lesbians more than you love us. Uh, honestly, I, I don't have the vacation time either, but. I, I still have just I, like fuck it. Luckily, my boss doesn't listen to this podcast, but <laughs> I've used so much for like honeymoon. However, I have worked so many weekends and holidays that it's like I technically have more days that they owe me. So oh. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the approval. And if he questions at all, I'll be like, "Remember, remember those days that I worked." Remember, huh? Do you? Yeah, do you? So, huh? you know. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway. That'll be that'll be fun. I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. I hope you have fun meeting Antonia and Laura. Yes, I'm so excited to meet all these internet friends who like really helped us through the pandemic. God, love these internet friends. God, just Lord traveling rings, with you guys would be Twitter. fun. Eventually, yeah, someday I can align my fucking vacation days with you guys, and we can. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. Funnel vacation like, again. I'm oh, sure this certainly. isn't just going to be a one and done thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, shall we begin our our review? Yes. All Let's right. do it. In three, two, one.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Silly Marillion. I am your host, Paul, a scholar of all things Tolkien, and with me today is, of course, as always, Tori, my intrepid apprentice. Hello, Tori. Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me this week. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming. Yes, today we have a uh, another review. Uh, we're kind of our in-between. We haven't started reading Lord of the Rings yet. That will be mm. a... F- uh, a fall thing. We do actually plan on releasing our first episode on September the 22nd, I believe, for that one. Uh, oh, because yeah. that is when the Fellowship of the Ring starts. Oh, so, cute. Be on the lookout for that, uh, yeah, for our long-expected party on that yeah. day. I believe that's the that's the episode where we want guests to kind of mm, okay. show up and... We can maybe do like a have them record parts of the chapter of them reading. And oh, that would be really cute. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. But yes. Yeah, so for now, we are mostly making our way downtown, walking fast. Uh, faces faces pass, and I'm homebound. Shire bound. It's fucking Frodo on the piano, going really fucking fast down the Shire. Um. But for now, we are making our way through the films of The Hobbit. Uh, We already covered Rankin-Bass in our last one. And now we have begun the Peter Jackson uh, trilogy of The Hobbit films. Yeah, first one down. First one down. uh, An unexpected journey. Mm -hmm. Certainly, it's always a throwback for me because that was... High school Paul being really psyched and hyped about it, like pushing up my glasses, like, oh yeah, I can't wait for that, yeah. And then when crushing on the girl, I was going to see it. I feel like 20, I asked you this when we watched 20, it too, but. 2015. I want to say 2015. And they all came out after. Oh, Lord 2012. Williams. Sorry, it was 2012. Okay, the year the world was supposed to end. The world, yeah, the year was. That year. Oh, we all remember <laughs> that year, huh? We actually, when I was living in Michigan, uh, we had a end-of-the-world party on the day they said it was supposed to end. That sounds like a good time. Or was it that one? There was one of them, I think it was like some Christian sect that said the world is going to end on this day. And so my parents and their friends were like, let's get drunk then. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well go out banging. (laughs) Yeah, so it was just a cookout and something, and we lit off fireworks for the end of the world. (laughs) Uh, right. But yeah, uh, that came out in 2012. Film you notes. have your notes, yes. your your criticisms. We're like uh, Ebert and Siskel. Who are they? I don't know who they are. Uh, they, you know, it's a dated reference even for me. Technically, I shouldn't <laughs> even know who these guys are. Uh, they were two film critics that would uh, uh. like have a, they had like a TV show or something in like the. 80s or 90s i don't know why i know that i think it's because i don't have a girlfriend um <laughs> that's why yes that's the reason that's the, that's the reason <laughs> no woman wants me because i can make weird references <laughs> um so yeah what uh what was your overall thought on this first first one uh, ignoring oh, the very lewd comments i was making towards the end <laughs> Oh, man, y'all, if you want to become a patron and hear all of the horrendous sex jokes Paul made about Gollum, uh, if you want to $10, pay $10, there you are. 
characters. Also, it's one of those things where na- it's like the one of the rare moments where I'm like, I hope my family doesn't support me in my endeavors. Because if they pay $10 and then hear that, it's going to be, I'm going to have a hard time talking with them. Yeah, there's some stuff where I'm like, not everyone needs to hear this. So let's give it to our paid listeners. They can have it as a little treat. <laughs> exactly. Even then, I'm like, I think I keep forgetting that other people are listening to this other than Tori. <laughs> I feel like I need to rein myself in every now and again and be like, you know what? Not everyone needs to to hear these very disgusting jokes that I'm purposefully just saying to make Steph cringe off camera. Oh my gosh. Uh, Which actually, speaking of, for our birthday podcast where we went on for like, at least 10 minutes about how to have sex with ends. Is that going to be a bonus pod for everyone or a paid patron pod? Uh, It gets a little explicit. I just have that on Twitch, and I think I'm just going to leave that on Twitch. Oh, so everyone runs to Twitch. And it will go away after a a certain amount of days, so be aware of that. (laughs) So get your Uh, clips now. So get your clips now. I I could actually just download... I think I already did download it. I da- I did download the mm, episode. So we okay. have it for the I- archives. Just so you know what? Yeah, we could we could post it on Patreon for like the five dollar people. <laughs> Which when just it a finally little, goes away on Twitch. A little throwback to that. Uh, we did t- turn a year old, so thank you all for listening to us for a whole freaking year. Yeah, thanks for standing by us, guys. Yeah. What started out as me explaining Silmarillion lore to Tori has become a much stranger beast where in fact it is just me and Tori uh, airing our friendship in general to the airwaves out to the world out to the world <laughs> what we uh, that our weird creepy sex jokes are now everyone's problem lucky you lucky told, you lucky you too we have um we average about like 200 listeners per episode and stuff was like you have that many listeners i'm like why are you so surprised hell yeah like yeah now if those listeners would also like to pay money (laughs) we can we can retire we can quit our day jobs i don't know how much that would actually i don't i think it would require for both of us to quit our day jobs Mm. Maybe, Maybe both of us could work. I, I take, you know what? You're the one getting offered the big bucks, okay? You're the one. Not offered, just applying for the job. Oh, applying, the big for, <laughs> applying for the big bucks. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, back to the unexpected journey. Yes. Um, All right, give me, give me your thoughts. Initial, initial thoughts was being very pleasantly surprised that just having so much dwarf context and like yes. content in general because there's only really Gimli in like Lord of the Rings um, and I think I said this only... with the book yeah. that it's just like so many dwarves in dwarf culture and getting to actually see like all the dwarves and they do have such individual like styles and looks in the movie it was very very cute and pleasant to see um whereas like in the animated they all kind of like look the same they're like short with like long beards (laughs) but here they have like braided beards or like jewels and hairstyles that was really fun to see um and then i wrote in my notes that you said thorin equals daddy (laughs) yes he is they they didn't have to make him so sexy but they did and i'm glad they did that was a very good improvement yeah with 
this movie kind of did actually bring forth like a, a dwarf uh, renaissance, I suppose you could say, in the fandom. Yeah. Because uh, before then, we mostly just have, the only dwarf representation we really have is, like outside the books, of course, is the actual movies, uh, mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings movies, where it's just Gimli. We mm-hmm. only see Gimli and then a few like older dwarves at the Council of Elrond, yeah. I think. He's, he's representing the whole race. Yeah, Holden he's representing strong. the whole race. And they just make him a goober. They just make mm-hmm. him a goofball. Well, in the books, he's actually quite like poetic and stuff. And mm, I can't wait for you to read. Gimli. Yeah, I can't wait for you to read about Book Gimli because everyone's like, "Oh, like Legolas is this flighty, pretty boy. Oh, he's so elegant and regal, and he's a prince." And then we have our dirty dwarf Gimli, who's like, <laughs> "Ah, let me drink a beer. Ah, <laughs> toss me." Ah, <laughs> And it's like he's like the like he's not like mocked, but he is like the butt of the joke at times. Yeah, if only because of his attitude. Little comedic relief there. When in the books, he's much more. Uh, he is like the regal. He's a prince among the dwarves. He's a mm. he's a regal individual that everyone respects. While uh, Legolas is much more of just a little shit. Uh, yeah, oh. sure. He is. He is prince of like. All, like, the quips that, like, Gimli puts in the fucking, like, the goofy things he does in the movie, he doesn't really do in the books, you know? Hmm. He's much mm-hmm. more, like, he'll fucking, like, bicker with Legolas, and you see their relationship develop over time. Yeah, I love that. But hmm. he's much, he's not, he's not a joke. He's actually an interesting character that is there to help. But yes, uh, back to what I was actually saying. Uh. It, this did bring about a dwarf renaissance, because now we got to see dwarf culture. We got to see a dwarf stronghold that isn't abandoned. We actually get yeah. to see the dwarves living in glory and in fashion. We mm-hmm. get to see... like that. I love that entire first part of the movie, from like Bilbo beginning his story all the way to the, the, the part, I guess, I think, where I start to get a little bit like... Mm, is uh, <laughs> probably around the point after they fight the trolls, when they start including Azog and his orcs more often, oh, until then, okay. until then, because uh, the, until then, it's actually fairly book accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they threw in some like flashbacks and history of uh, uh, th- is it Thrain? Is that? Uh, oh, um, we get to see, yeah, we get to see Thorin's yeah. grandfather and father. Yeah. So we get to see Thror, uh, the last Thror, king under the mm-hmm. mountain, and then Thrain, uh, Thorin's father. Uh, so we get to see more of them. And you're right, how all these dwarves have a very specific look. How, uh, what I especially love about this movie, and this movie is better than all the other movies because it does focus so much on the dwarves, and I feel like that mm. is a really necessary thing to do that they should have done with all the movies rather than just this one. Yeah. Is they focused on uh, the dwarves being individuals, and we get to see, like, if you showed me a picture of someone, I'd be like, oh, this one is gray beard with like a white streak down it, and he has a little bit of an axe chunk in his head. I'll be like, oh, that's Biffer. And yeah. oh, this one, this one has uh, kind of bald uh, with like hair down the back. He's got two big axes. Oh, that's Dwalin. And I'm able to like 
pick out these different dwarves. And I am actually, and they give them each these attitudes. Uh, one yeah. of the fun things uh, I heard uh, that we learned from the filming is that I think some of, like the best actor acting like stuff that was done was done by the uh, dwarves who play uh, the actors who played the dwarves because they actually mm-hmm. had these like bonding sessions where it was like oh, a so you know when you talk with people I don't know if you can relate to this because uh, you haven't done very much in person RP but when you meet up with someone to talk about your two D and D characters. Uh, and you're like, okay, I want us to have a relationship before this campaign. Yeah. How do we want to put this? And that's what they did. They established these different relationships. They almost kind of established headcanons and how they were going to act with each other. I love that. It, you could really tell from the movie. Yeah, and they really had fun with it. And they went on like these little excursions together to just feel each other out and be like, hey, what do you think... Uh, like, Bofer would feel if uh, someone made fun of Biffer, his brother. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I don't know. I, I, let's think about that. And, like, just the amount of, like, work they put into it. And then a lot of that work kind of gets sidelined in the later movies. is kind of mm. sad and disappointing. But that's what the studio wanted. Uh, so... For sure, the dwarves are like the highlight of these movies. I will say, if yeah. if I could control what happened in these movies, I would have said, hey, put the elves on the back burner. Uh, because I feel like if you wanted an elf movie, just fucking make, make a an Silmar- elf movie. Like a, like an, yeah, make a Silmarillion movie or something. Yeah, you have the content ring- for it. Make the Rings of Power. Um, <laughs> or you're going to get a whole fucking ton of elves. Yeah, with, I'm so excited. But this one is about Bilbo and the dwarves. And sure, mm-hmm. we have some elves in the Woodland Elves, and then we have the elves of Rivendell. But they are they are side characters on this journey. What we need to focus on is Bilbo's relationship with the dwarves. And we kind of do get some of that in this uh, in this movie. I think in the in the part where uh, Bilbo's about to kind of sneak when they're like about to be captured by the goblins, but Bilbo is kind of, he got that dressing down from Thorin, and not the dressing down he would have preferred. And he's about to sneak out, and Bofur stops him. He's like, where are you going? And uh, Bilbo's like, I I have a home to go back to. I'm not like you people. And then yeah, he like, has to rethink that thought. He's like, I, he has to rethink that thought, where Bofur's like, no, you aren't like us, and I'm sorry. And then he needs to really, like, evaluate his opinions on this because, and then we have it, like, the very end. He's like, no, I will stay with you because I may have a home, but you guys don't have a home. It was taken yes, from you. Yes, And I'm going to so do sweet. everything I can to help you get it back. And that was such a beautiful ending. Yeah. So, yeah, again, reiterate, the dwarves and Bilbo should have been the primary focus of these things. I don't care what Gandalf is off doing. Sure, he <laughs> does some cool stuff in the second and third movies. And yeah, I guess we could have had some of that to make to stretch out the movies, I guess. But we didn't need, need as much. Yeah, true. Was they this... didn't even need This was a studio decision. Initially, this was the time when they were stretching everything, huh? Like the last yeah. Harry Potter, they broke into two movies. Oh god, like... yeah. Last that Twilight, was, they broke that into That was two actually movies. the thing. Yeah, that was the thing where it's like, oh, we need long, really crazy yeah. things. When you when don't. It's like, 
like you guys like you guys do know like how successful like the Lord of the Rings trilogy was and sure like with the extended editions like the like Return of the King is four fucking hours but yeah. it's still just one movie and you yeah, didn't for need one book yeah for one book you didn't need to fucking make like like you didn't have to make six movies for the trilogy you know mm-hmm. yeah and that was one of those things i was curious on how they were going to do because just like reading through the book it's really just kind of like a lot of instances that come up like they're fighting the trolls or fighting goblins mm. or fighting wargs um and i, I guess like, how are they going to make this into like three movies all of this can very like succinctly be in one and then while watching the movie i'm like okay they threw in like who is this uh what is his name azog azog yeah they didn't need azog. to include azog honestly and- if they had cut azog they could have cut a large portion of the time that's spent on azog and instead and made it more camp more canonical because in yeah. the books uh azog is killed back at the battle of azanul bazaar that we see in the flashback mm. by dane uh thorin's uh cousin mm. and yeah just fucking that reminded me of a part in the movie that I liked, and I don't think it was in the book at all, mm. unless I just missed it or didn't like comprehend it, but why Thorin's last name was Oakenshield. Was that something that uh, the movies just did, or was that like... It's in the appendices. In the appendices okay. of, I believe, uh, Return of the King, they have an entire section on the dwarves, and uh, it talks about how... Like Thorin got his name Oakenshield by wielding a branch of oak wood during yeah, the battle. Yeah, that was a cool moment where I was like, "Oh, that's where his name from." That's a cool little like scene to yeah. It's a it's a fun little moment. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, the doors were definitely such a highlight, and they just all have such individual characters and looks and weapons and personalities. Yes, they were very fun. I find I found myself like really enjoying Feely and Keely. Yeah. Um, oh, the, and the Baldwin? Fred and George Weasley of the fucking group. <laughs> truly, truly, it's the um, Weasley twin syndrome. Was, <laughs> was very lovely, and I think he was the one I kept shitting on in the animated one because he looked creepy as hell. He was like, yeah, the weird, like fucking, like creepy nose. Yeah, he was really redeemed in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, um, uh, he's he, he does do a good job of being almost like the grandfatherly like almost like the gandalf figure when gandalf isn't there where he yeah is a little bit this very wise protective. advisor and yeah yeah um and i, I know some listeners might, might not like this but i found thorin he seemed a little too like haughty for me i'm like he's a little like he is far too sexy and, oh and haughty like, not haughty sorry <laughs> I thought, I thought you said hottie. I'm like, yeah, he is. It's like haughty. Oh, both okay. can apply. Yeah. Uh, I was like, he homeboy needs to simmer down a little bit. He's a little too headstrong. This <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what he did. Um, was it I was like, probably putting down Bilbo or something? Yeah. Like this is a lot, dude. Be nice to my Bilbo. He doesn't even really want to be here yet. Um, he doesn't even go here. <laughs> I have in my notes also Radagast the Crazy. 
yeah, this guy. Uh, this guy just they, appears out of nowhere, and I'm like, Paul, who is this? What is this? So, Please yeah, we have Radagast, the brown, another wizard, one of the five, because we have Gandalf, of course, Saruman, who turns evil, Radagast, who, in the books, we do actually see him in uh, the uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, really? Oh, yes, in the books, uh, in Fellowship of the, book, the Books? Not in okay. the movie. In the books, he's the one who comes to tell Gandalf that Saruman wants to talk with him. And then Gandalf goes and meets with Saruman, and Saruman's like, surprise, bitch. And then we don't know what happens to Radagast after that. Um, uh-huh. Which is, they do him a disservice, because he should just be, like, a a wizard. They make him way too crazy and way too, like, oh, yeah. look at me. He had quite the character. I will say his little sled with the rabbits was dope AF. Um, yeah. But... Oh my gosh, I almost quit, y'all. I almost quit watching the movie with, what was it, Sebastian? Was that the hedgehog's name? Oh, the fucking hedgehog, yeah. I was like, if the hedgehog dies, I'm done, Paul. <laughs> they didn't have and to put in this sweet died. little moment and let the hedgehog die. Yeah. This is where I draw the line. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, the whole Radagast, I was like, what? This, what is the storyline? What is going on here? This is how they stretch the movie. I see now. Exactly. Exactly. It uh, it really does bring out. It brings down the dignity of the office of wizard. It really does by making him like this crazy kooky old man. Yeah, with like bird poop because, going down his hair. Because the fucking wizards were sent because they had like wisdom and they were supposed to lead the people of Middle Earth. Well, who would yeah. listen? To the equivalent of the homeless man yelling on the corner. Really? I'm, I'm not following that, bro, his, anywhere. Someone is stealing his brain and he's wearing like a tinfoil hat and letting a bird shit on him. It, it really just kind of falls by the wayside that he's actually supposed to be this very venerable and honorable person. In the books, yeah. they say he fails his task. Uh, like Tolkien reminisced that Gandalf was the only wizard who really accomplished his task. Hmm. Because Saruman fell to darkness, mm-hmm. uh, the blue wizards fucked off, and we don't know what happened to them. So we don't really uh, know much about the blue wizards? Do they even have names? No, we don't. They're, they're called Alatar and Palando. Hmm. Uh, that's right, ladies. I know the names of the two blue wizards. Mm-hmm. Come get me. It, uh, and they they go into the east with Saruman, but then only Saruman comes back. Hmm. And... Uh, Tolkien Tolkien wasn't even sure what happened to them. He had two schools of thought. One was that the blue wizards became corrupt and began making like magic cults in the east. Hmm. But then his final one, which is the one he kind of settled on, was that Sauron had such power in the east that if he had wanted to, he could have crushed Gondor. So oh. the blue wizards actually went into the peop the went to the people of the east and started like stirring up rebellion against Sauron. And oh, interesting. Uh, Tolkien in the end kind of writes down like uh it might have been too late for anyone if the blue wizards had not gone into the east to do what they did. Hmm. But uh but since we don't really know for sure what happened to them, Gandalf is the only one to succeed uh because of course Saruman fell to evil while Radagast yeah. became way too concerned about the environment as compared uh. to the people who are living there, uh, because he is a Maiar of Yavanna, 
Mm-hmm. The and she's plant all lady. About and she's all about earth. plants and animals. And Yeah. Uh, I mean, it gives it a little bit of balance. I think more people should have some of that care now yeah. to help with climate control. <laughs> and certainly, like, Tolkien was certainly an environmentalist in his own right. Yeah. Uh, being very anti-industrialization and that mm. kind of thing. But I think he was very pro-environment, uh, not simply for the environment's sake, but also but primarily because it's for the good of the people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, in the end, it helps both. In the end, it helps both. And this is the Silly Merlion's note to take care of the Earth, folks. Recycle hey guys, don't, when you can. Don't, Use don't be plastics. Taylor Swift and uh, fucking... Fly fucking everywhere, everywhere on her private jet. Oh, the fucking memes on that have been I fucking killing me. Killing just Alex learned even about more that because... whole thing. I know. It's Taylor Swift slander. Also a big T Swift fan. I'm sure with all this she's gonna like donate a bunch of money or do something to try and fix yeah. it. Anyway. Someone, someone took a picture of like her standing next to like a, the like the Lorax mascot from when she did a voice in the Lorax. Oh no! <laughs> but she looks really uncomfortable, and they put "there's fear in her eyes," and then they respond like that tweet was made a while ago. But then they updated that tweet by like retweeting it and being like, "Now we know why she was oh afraid." My God. <laughs> the internet's a funny place. I appreciate it internet is. memes. What a silly, silly place. Uh... Anyway, what what are you, what do you what are your next notes? Um, I put elves in exclamation points because I I know this is not an elf movie, but whenever there's elf content, I'm here for it. Yes, we um, got we got to see uh, more Elrond, and we got actually better mm-hmm. Elrond representation in this. Yeah, movie than better I feel like Elrond. We got in the movies mm-hmm. in the Lord of the Rings movies. Again, the more he's... I hear and learn about him and see him, I'm like, he's a really cool elf. He's a I'm cool dude. Yeah, I'm interested on what they're gonna give us with fucking Rings of Power, Elrond. See if uh, boy band Elrond. <laughs> see if you maintain your uh, your standness of uh, this Elrond. I think so. He has great boy band hair, and I love boy bands. So so far, I mean, based, of course, I wish his hair was Steph's a little picture. longer. <laughs> Blockhead <And> his... Elrond. <laughs> Blockhead. Elrond. Uh... Oh God, Blockhead Elrond. He will never <laughs> die. Yeah, so, it was cool seeing a little yeah. bo- more of that. And I wrote down um, Lin- Linder? Lindor? Lindir. Lindir. Was that the place? A place? Uh, no, that was an elf. Uh, he was the oh. elf who welcomed uh, Thorn and company. But in the books, yes. he's actually just an, an elf who lives in Rivendell. He doesn't have like a, a rank or anything. He's yeah. just like a friend of Bilbo when Bilbo retires uh, to Rivendell, and yes. like they critique each other's music and stuff. I liked his little cameo. I was yeah. like, "Oh, more elves, more elves. more elves to learn and love." Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, I wrote down Baron Baha von Blast. Baron Baha von Blast. I don't even know why. Oh, we were talking about a million names, right? Yes. Gandalf. So, I wrote down all of Gandalf's different names. Yes, there's Mithrandir, Tharkun, Gandalf, of course. What are the other ones? Arcanus. Arcanus. I don't know how I to pronounce any right. of them. 
One sec, let me fucking look it up. They wrote Gandalf Greyham. Yes, Greyham, uh that the uh the Rohirrim call him. Mm. Uh Aloran, did you say that one? When he was a no, Maiar? No, I didn't say Aloran, but yeah, that's actually his true name as a yeah. Maiar. And Gandalf of a million names. Oh, Incanus. Ah, that's what it was. In Who Kanto, calls him that? In uh, <laughs> the people of the south, of the far south, so like the Haradrim oh, and uh, the people who are basically enslaved to Sauron at the moment. Mm. Yes, uh, stone giants. Stone giants, stupid thing that happened. Uh, <laughs> they could have, again, they could have taken out that part. Yeah, entirely. I was like, the mountains are moving. The mountains are moving. Like, that's a bit too whimsical for me. Sorry. Uh, Gollum sex jokes aplenty. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, I love how it's really it is some quick notes, isn't it? Yeah. I will say, uh, I, I get annoyed when, like, the fucking Azog and kind of White Council stuff uh, starts in the movie oh, when like yeah. Galadriel and uh Saruman mm-hmm. show up like I'm glad we got to see the White Council at some point uh I'm not really entirely like mad that they're like oh we should probably say what Gandalf's actually doing when he's gonna be away from the fucking uh company yeah but the Azog parts just constantly like I know he's hot he is hot he's very sexy <laughs> Shane and I, we can, like, you know, we're like the fucking grap- grapple hands meme, and it's like, Azog is hot. <laughs> Y'all can uh, appreciate him together. Azog can defile me anyway. What that prosthetic do? <laughs> what that, yeah, what, what that arm do? Uh, what that claw arm do? What a grab. <laughs> uh, in the end, could have done without that, uh, but it does all pick up again when uh, the dwarves get captured by the goblins, and Bilbo... Uh, does not do his. Oh! It's <laughs> more of like hole. a like. Yeah, we don't get that this time around, <laughs> and that's kind of a bummer. But it it is very interesting that we did get actually such a good uh, rendition of the Bilbo and Gollum scene from the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, they they did a very good job with that. Yes, with the um, off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who is who plays Bilbo? Um. Hmm? I'm trying to figure out who plays Bilbo again. Oh, uh, Martin Freeman? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman yeah. and the guy who plays Gollum. Fuck. What's his name? Circus? Circus? Oh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Andy yeah. Circus. Yeah, those Poor two things. do such a good job together uh, playing off each other with the kind of characterization of yeah. Gollum and the like little inclusion of the Smeagol side of him. Because mm. in, of course, the uh, in the books, we don't really know about Smeagol until mm. later in the books, in, like, Fellowship of the Ring and Two yeah. Towers. Uh, but here we get, like, little moments of, like, the good side and bad side of Gollum. And yeah. while Steph would insist that he's all bad. Which uh, is, like, funny because I really... I. I feel so bad for Gollum. That's always been my like. It just seems like such a representation of like someone who's a drug addict, just like constantly yeah, battling such... with himself. 
Like where I always feel he does this him. really shitty stuff, but it's like out of desperation to finally yeah. get this yeah. one thing that he just needs to feel alive. And mm-hmm. like it really is portrayed like as a illness, and I don't know. I just mm. love that they give that little like he is a villain, but a villain you can kind of like I don't know relate to or like kind of hope they'll have a redemption arc a little bit that you can like sympathize with like how they they themselves are struggling and then you kind Mm -hmm. of and then you do get like the two types of people where one is like the frodo who's like oh let's give him a chance and then you have the sam who's like fuck this guy i don't like him. oh man does that make me frodo instead of sam Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I can totally see Steph being the Sam to your Frodo. Uh, Because I feel like... I feel like... I feel like Steph is the one who's ready to throw hands so quickly. And you're like, let's give him a chance. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I was going to... Oh, another little cute throwback that you mentioned and I liked when Bilbo fell and the ring just kind of like slipped on his finger... Kind of like how Frodo discovers the kind of magic of the ring. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a callback to the film version of Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. When Frodo falls over and the ring goes around his finger. They do a little callback with Bilbo with that. I, I feel like it's a little ham-fisted, but, you know, it's still got some value. You know, it's it, 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 it tugs at the nostalgic mm-hmm. strings it, of the heart. Just the logistics point of that how many times have you fallen and your ring fell perfectly on your oh, finger no. <laughs> and then poof you're invisible <laughs> i mean i guess the thing also technically happens in the books but i think it's because it's already in his pocket and his hand just kind of falls onto it after he's done singing a song the songs mention yeah those. there's another I, so- oh the I, songs yes yes i i love the break the Plates. That's what Bilbo Baggins hates. Yes, loved, loved that and how that was portrayed in it. It's just so fun and whimsical. And I don't know. I'm a sucker for like music. I'm a music person. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the mountain song that the dwarf sings, like uh, far over the misty mountains cold. Yes, that one was so beautiful and haunting with their like insane low voices. Yeah, their bass is like yeah, very very good. And the fact that that one is so like they knew it was good because that was the song they had playing in the trailers mm, for when they were advertising mm-hmm. it. It was the it, dwarves it singing. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's, and it throws me back to hearing that fucking trailer. I think uh, just being so excited think, for it. I think I was like at my like grandmother's house that I heard it. Like it was like over Christmas or something, and I was just like, oh. Just so excited. Exciting. Excited at grandma's house. <laughs> um, um, other notes of meeting the kind of villains and getting to see like the wargs and the trolls who did talk slow as shit. Yeah. Um, and the, oh, Look, the, big. Um, <laughs> the goblins and seeing their, their, uh, not the front porch, but what is their lair called? There's a name. Uh, Goblin Town. Goblin Town. I love seeing Goblin Town and all the bridges and like just how like deep in freaking the great goblin. Um, yeah. Looking big and gross. <laughs> big and gross. Big, big old guy. 
<laughs> Weird weepy eyes. And the whole like that whole fight thing, being able to actually see the dwarves fight as well and not just kind of like yes, they're not into problems. <laughs> I do like how they are way more competent in this yeah. uh, interpretation because in the books they're fucking useless you know yeah they don't and they all just they... kind of blend together and they're really yeah. holding their own this time yeah meanwhile you have like you have uh keely who has his own bow and arrow that he's using mm-hmm. you have dwalin with his two axes That's they all have so their cool. own he's dual wielding the axes they Hell. have their own different yeah. fight styles yeah, I do I do appreciate them like making the dwarves actually kind of competent to the point where you're like, "Oh, I could definitely see myself going on a journey with these guys." Yeah. Because they'd actually be doing stuff unlike the dwarves in the book where it's like, "Why were you invited because you literally done nothing?" Why why are all you here? Bilbo's carrying this team. <laughs> Bilbo is the only reason we are here. Bilbo is the Kobe Bryant on the Lakers team. He is the Magic Johnson throwing out sports references. You guys you guys wouldn't even have those championship rings if it weren't for this fucking guy. <laughs> it wasn't for Bilbo Baggins. And occasionally Gandalf. <laughs> and occasionally Gandalf. Not summoning the sun this time like in the Rankin Bass, but yeah, cracking open a rock. rock. Yeah. As one does. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. In the end... What what uh how many um broken plates that Bilbo Baggins hates out of ten would you give this? Ooh. Give this movie in general? Yes. Uh, I think I would go for an eight. An eight? I really, maybe seven, eight, I really enjoyed it. I think the biggest critique, which is just a general critique that I would give the movies anyway, is like, need more females. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of like, white men. Um, Don't worry, we get a white woman in the next one. A woman. Um, That's the only thing that I think would stop me from bumping up. But yeah, I really enjoyed the combat and the characters. Like, I just thought so much dwarf culture i'm like ah dwarves are really cool after watching that movie yeah that this movie really did inspire a lot of people to like start looking more into like dwarf culture and start making their own dwarf head cannons yeah yeah i really enjoyed it exactly Um, and i think too enjoyed it not I'm hesitant to say like more than I thought I would, but like so many people are disappointed with these movies that I felt mm. like I was just expecting to go in and be like, "Eh, this is," I don't know. That that kind of comes in in this like the last two movies. Yeah. Uh, the first one is actually the best one, and I will say, like it, I like came out of watching it as like when I was as a as a kid, as a younger man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That I came out of it being like, oh my god, this is amazing. I fucking love this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, that is our our review of The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, brought to you by Peter Jackson and the folks over there. Uh, (laughs) We will need to talk at some point. We are running out of time because I only had a limited amount of time today to record. But, oh, I burped a little there. Uh, <laughs> however, 
we will need to talk at some point about uh, the making of because a mm. lot of the stuff that is like, mm, did we need this, uh, was primarily due to studio interference uh. and also the fact that, like, first off, Peter Jackson wasn't even originally supposed to direct this one. Mm. Uh, it Who was supposed is the to be studio. Ga- uh, uh, Warner Brothers. Ah, uh, okay. So, originally, this was supposed to be a project by Guillermo del Toro, who oh. was hoping to go with a way more kind of fairy tale approach to it. Oh, interesting. Um, but it was given over to Peter Jackson because there was some stuff, and Guillermo del Toro still laments to this day that he was unable, that like, he wasn't mm. able to fulfill his vision of things because yeah. if you look at some of his concept art for what he wanted, it actually looks like really fucking cool. Ooh. So, alas, we'll, alas. We'll dive into more of that later. Yep. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Jack Hook for providing yes. the music, and of course to Wool for providing our cover hey, art. Wool. Special thanks to our patrons over on Patreon. If you, too, would like to contribute, visit us at patreon.com slash sillymerillions. Or the Sillymerillion. The Sillymerillion. The Sillymerillion. T-H-E-S-I-L-L-Y-M-A-R-I-L-L-I-O-N. Good job. I hope I spelled that right. Otherwise, you're contributing to someone else's Patreon. Uh, where the you only two, silly brilliant over there, it's fine. <laughs> where you too can uh, contribute to our cause, whether you want stuff out of it or just want to donate. Uh, we got plenty of fun stuff up there. Uh, we are hoping to get oh, yeah, other we have stuff a bonus up pod there. Coming out about monster fucking. Yeah, we have we have a monster. Uh, this week Rated today, e for everyone no, it's today that explicit. we're recording it. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it up after this. Huzzah. And, and then this coming week, we will be recording our reaction to uh, the second Hobbit film, Desolation yeah. of Smaug. Uh, I believe that's all I have to say. Anything yeah. you want to say? No, I think that's all. Thanks for listening to our shit, folks. Yes, thanks for listening to our shit, everyone. <laughs> 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 <laughs>